0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 486. Unfortunately, this past week, Hana Kimura passed away at the age of 22. Uh, She was being cyberbullied over an incident that took place from a Netflix show she was on. Um... Yeah,
1: totally um, awful and... It really put cyberbullying into the spotlight, um, and it's so unfortunate that all of this took place, and she had such promise as a professional wrestler, and just as a person overall, she was only 22 years old.
0: Yeah, she, uh, sh- we saw her wrestle at the G1 Supercard event at Madison Square Garden last April. She wrestled um, that Stardom her- Dark Match mm-hmm. at Wrestle Kingdom 14 this past January
1: she wrestled for at Ring of Honor in the past.
0: Yeah, it's very um, it's just it's devastating.
1: Yeah, she had a, a promising career and it's it's very sad. I was like it, it's it just stinks that cyberbullying is such a thing and people don't realize how hurtful and harmful their words can actually be. And it's just very unfortunate. Our, our thoughts and our, our condolences go out to all of um hana's family and friends yeah and just totally
0: a- awful and aew paid a tribute by showing the graphic during double or nothing moro ranalo spoke out against cyberbullying and paid tribute to hana on nxt this week sasha banks had a an armband for mm-hmm. for her on smackdown and yeah. like you said before she had a very bright future in pro wrestling and it's just it's an absolute shame that something like this happened and, and um and we'd like to pay tribute to her with a 10 bell salute
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it's Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 486, and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Several ways you can listen. You can go to MarkingOut.com, You can listen there. You can rate, review, and subscribe on all of your major podcasting applications. And social media-wise, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MarkinOut. Instagram and YouTube at Out 11 Make sure you watch our videos, subscribe to our channel, get us over 105 likes. We'd really appreciate that. Monetarily wise, if you want to donate to us, we have merchandise and it's on sale at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Out. Thank you to everybody who purchased a shirt during the Memorial Day weekend sale. Um, Brandon... Before I ask you how you're doing, did you purchase any shirts over the weekend? I did not. No, I did not. Okay, unfortunately, the, Unfo- the
0: shirts the shirts on pro wrestling tees could be expensive.
2: I understand that too, but also WWE shirts as well. Yeah, I've been like saving, waiting
0: up to to get a bunch of them.
2: Yeah, I, I was gonna buy a whole bunch of shirts, but unfortunately, due to the climate of the world, I could not. But hopefully, this will all. Pass soon. We hope everybody is healthy. We hope everybody is safe. I know, you know, us in New York are in starting phase one, so we're trying to get back to what is now the quote unquote new normal. So thank you again for buy- buying shirts, pro wrestling slash market out. Email us, markinout one at gmail.com, if you want to, you know, advertise on the show, if you have a musical act that you want us to play on the show. Uh, it's been a while since we've had some music on the show, so. We'd love to play music. We like music. We all enjoy music here. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. I am back after a short sabbatical. Um I Dave will be here later on. And you can follow him at Dave the Rave underscore mo celebrated his 75th birthday this week. So that was uh <laughs> you know good for him. And as you can hear with Muttley's laugh, we are here with the Count of Monte Fisto. Uh cousin Brandon who uh, last week, when I had the distinct honor of being on the Friend Beers podcast, our good friends Uncle Tony and Mega Will, uh, I told the story of Dave's bar mitzvah (laughs) and the sunny action figure. Uh, Unfortunately, he does not have that, but you could follow him on Twitter and his great Instagram at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing awesome, as always. How about yourself?
2: I am doing well. Um I saw you physically for the first time in, you
0: know, 3 months. I mean, it's not virtually, I guess. Virtually physically?
2: Yeah, I, you could say that. I mean, it's the closest <laughs> I've seen you in I think 2020. Is it? Yeah. Cuz I don't think we, you know, usually when we do these Skype calls, I am, you know, we don't have our Your uh, butt naked. Yeah, <laughs> the camera's all on. Fun. Episodes. Winnie the poos it. Yeah, but just a shirt. That's it. <laughs> Although speaking oh, of shirts, well, I've been I've been getting into my t-shirt collection in my attic over this uh quarantine, and I have about six of those big giant Tupperwares, the Tupperware bins that like yeah. you put. I have about six or seven of them filled to capacity with shirts.
0: I yeah same here. Well, not six. I I have th- uh, four maybe.
2: Yeah, but I'm I've been plus going they're on through shelves and, and drawers and like. I could still fit into a couple of mediums, but, you know, as uh, I've been giving them the old broski cut, as they like to say, <laughs> a little bit of uh, nips peeking out, but, um, and I'm fitting into some of these uh, mediums that I have, which is great. It's a these shirts for, you know, uh, doing TDP yoga uh, and trying to stay active while at home. Um, what's What have you been up to, Brandon, this quarantine week?
0: Not, uh, not much. I had Chinese food for the first time in months, so that was like... It was like I've been dying for Chinese food, and then because all the places by me are all, well, were all closed, but then they opened up, but the places that opened up weren't the good places. Um, But finally, my mom went on the way home from my nana's house to a place in Merrick. It wasn't. uh, What place? I I think it was called Quick Walk. Okay. It left a lot to be desired.
2: Yeah. We, a lot our spot that we always go to has been closed uh, since the beginning. Of the, the shutdown, but there's a spot in North Belmore, I think it is, we got a couple weeks ago, and it was outstanding.
0: So Yeah, so I'm still, like, I, I'm, like, good on Chinese food for now, but I'm still, like, it didn't hit the spot. Yeah, true. But I made homemade enchiladas this week.
2: I saw that on your great Instagram. I nice, a beautiful I, picture, by the way.
0: I appreciate that, thank you. Uh, I made the enchilada sauce from scratch, um, following a recipe, but I screwed up. I, for whatever reason, I don't know how I did this, but I read tablespoon instead of teaspoon. Okay. (laughs) So it was a lot spicier than it should have been at first. So I was like adding more stuff in to to take away the heat. So the, the sauce actually was like phenomenal. I, I would say a plus on that, the sauce. Um, as for the filling, I guessed on it. I didn't really know what to – because normally I guess when you have a, a an enchilada, you would use the, the same sauce for the top as inside. Yes. And then they have – I don't know what they're actually called, but they're like white enchiladas. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to just – you know what? Screw it. I'm going to mix both quote-unquote recipes together and put the, the red sauce on the top, put the white sauce in the middle – So I mixed cream cheese with sour cream, um, sautéed onions, and garlic. And then I used... ginger? Real ginger? No, no ginger. Okay. In Mexican cuisine, I don't know. But uh, I I mixed it up together with uh, chicken thighs, which I wish were chicken bosoms, but uh, didn't have any of those. And it was really good. They weren't bad, but... uh,
2: They weren't bad, but they They, were No,
0: they they could have been much better, I think, but I I probably should have followed a recipe, but I I, I would 100% eat what I had again. Do you have leftovers? No, I finished that. Like, I did have leftovers, but I just finished it the other night, uh, last night, I believe, which I ate cold, and they were also really good cold. Okay. So, yeah, I've been uh, just cooking new recipes
2: nice excellent always good yeah oh we got an air fryer and oh the hell thing yeah has, oh dude the wings in there have you ever made wings in an air fryer not uh not like the standard no i no, i haven't
0: made wings like No chicken wings ah oh, i've I'm made standing. i've yeah, i made bat wings <laughs> is that too yeah, soon made, i don't
2: know yeah that's where coronavirus came <laughs> from coronavirus cooking with bread in an episode you can't know <laughs> uh, yeah
0: which I, by the way, wrote some more episode nine today.
2: Oh, nice. <laughs> Still in quarantine, so yeah. Uh, I, although I have been going out and filming some stuff and doing a little bit of work this week, so uh, that's been positive. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, you know, kind of staying busy with a lot of uh, editing, which has been and my children and Minecraft, and <laughs> Minecraft. I built a wrestling ring. In my front yard did you
0: use the slime or whatever to uh to bounce oh make
2: it make it bounce this is right so we, we have to go back to that too um no i haven't because i don't know how to make slime like okay so like we're in with our friend mike that we spoke about on the show or our friend bobby well i am at least in this realm on minecraft and these guys are like i'm the biggest noob to this game ever i'm sitting there I'm like hey guys i've a wrestling ring mike's like up, Yep, I am in the nether right now, and I am uh, harvesting this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm like there's other realms in this game? I, th- I just had to build crap and and breed pigs. That's all I've been doing is building and breeding pigs.
0: Yeah, careful about the pandas, though. They, uh, they're they feisty.
2: Yeah, I don't know anything about pandas. I
0: personally don't play the, the Minecraft, but I watch Minecraft Saturdays on <laughs> Late Night with Broski channel.
2: Yes, and you're on there sometimes. Yeah. Even, just you know, just, saying, just, just not
0: just vocally, not, not um uh, not playing.
2: I can't unfortunately get into Las Cruces because they play on Java and I play on bedrock, I think that's the issue. Well, I don't know. Anybody yeah. that's in that realm that's listening to this, uh let, let noob Chris know.
0: I think it's weird that they make like this game, but there's different versions of it where if you have one you can't play. It it to me that's weird, but
2: Yeah. And I wanna I've been mean, like like, throughout the quarantine, I'm like, we need to do something different here at Marking Out. I'm like, I'm like, let's do watch-alongs. Now everybody's doing watch-alongs. I'm like, yeah, and we, we, we haven't done one. I know we haven't done one because it's just like everything got so oversaturated to start off. And there's a lot of really good like, watch-alongs out there that you could go to instead of uh, you know our weirdo ones. And then I was thinking, I'm like, somebody brought up an N64. And I still have my N64, so I want to find the cat. I like. I want to get the audio, the you know, the red, yellow, and white capture card. Okay. So that way I can play my N64 on the computer, capture that, and play No Mercy, did and you... have a whole head fed for No Mercy on the Market Out YouTube channel.
0: For No Mercy, did you know that every single N64 game ever made fits on one?
2: I saw that. I saw that. Switch trending. disc? Uh, I saw Jason. Linux post it. Yeah. Yeah, sign guy.
0: Blown away. I sent it to my friend Mike. He goes, that's not that's not remotely blown, mind-blowing. You ever hear of a floppy disc? <laughs> <It's>, it really, <laughs> I, I mean, it's really I. Not. It, it's really not mind-blowing when you think about it, but but like in the moment.
2: Because they can get all those games on the little Nintendo, uh, you know, remember the NES Classic and the SNES Classic that came out a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you can get all that stuff on there.
0: But it's like 64, what was it, 64 megabytes a game? I have no clue. Which is clue. just crazy to think. Like, now they say a Switch game could be 32 gigs.
2: Yeah, I know. That's Paper just... Mario uh, Origami Night comes out this summer. And my son's freaking out over it. I've never heard of it. I'm freaking out. Did you guys talk about the the new wrestling game that's coming out this summer?
0: Battleground? Oh, this summer? Retro? Retro? Retro
2: Fest. Retro Fest. And how
0: awesome that's going to be? No, but I'm... I'm. Uh, see, I can't see myself playing that game because uh, Wrestle Fest was like... I would need an arcade cabinet to play that, in my no, no, opinion. I'm, I don't need to...
2: Uh, I'm all about it. Like, all these new WWE 2K games are too involved, in my opinion. And this is something that I'm assuming is going to be just a straight-up button masher, and I'm pretty yeah, stoked about probably. it.
0: Hawkins and Ryder um, are in it.
2: That's cool. Cardona and Myers are in it. Yeah. <laughs> Coca Cabana Caban is in it. Um, I heard Smart Mark Sterling was almost in it, but that he, like, there was like a tournament for all these indie guys. Uh, but Warhorse is going to be in it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. They have uh, a, a yeah. bunch
0: of cool names in it.
2: Yeah. Nick Aldis is in it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think, can't really check that I, I think,
0: think uh, Johnny Drip Trip's in it as well.
2: Who's Johnny Drip Trip? <laughs>
0: john morrison
2: oh that's why is it called johnny
0: that was his rap name in the in wwe currently
2: uh that's right because i don't pay attention oh right i have to buy
0: that song i forgot I, i i wanted to buy that song as bad as it is it's good
2: yeah um uh but there has been a lot of negative in the world of professional wrestling but let's focus on the positive here folks and that's a lot of good wrestling happened this week. Uh, and it started last Saturday night at Daily Place in Jacksonville, Florida. It was AEW, double or nothing, at 2020. Um, Originally
0: supposed to take thought, place in Las Vegas, obviously, during yeah, the current I, climate.
2: Unfortunately during the current climate, but it was a solid card. And yeah. It started off with a great pre-show match. As best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent defeated Private Party. Uh, they are now the new number one contenders for the AEW World Championship.
0: I'm not sure. And, I don't understand why there are number one contendership matches in... If AE, if AEW has a ranking system, why are there matches like
2: this? Um, I guess... No, because the Dark Order was the number one contenders for the longest time. Uh, but again, due to the current climate, they... Uh, can't get their number one contendership, so they had to the crown new ones, and which they did. But now it looks like best friends are going to get their uh, title shot at Fighter Fest later this summer.
0: I liked so, uh, so, I liked Private Party paying tribute to Shad Gaspard and hitting a G nine.
2: Yeah, uh, I, the finisher and, of Crime and, Time. Yeah, I was right. And they and they mentioned it too. They mentioned Shad's name on a uh, commentary, which was great. Yeah. The first match
0: of the actual card saw the Casino Ladder Match, which earns the winner a future AEW Championship match of their choosing. Brian Cage makes his AEW debut with Taz as his manager, defeats Darby Allin, Colt Cabana, Orange, Cassidy, uh, SCU members Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Luchasaurus, and Joey Janela, who replaced Ray Phoenix, who is injured. This yeah. had a bunch of fun spots and a bunch of spots that made me say, "Oh my god, that has to hurt."
2: Yeah, like it, like any ladder match. I like the fact that everybody came out individually instead of everybody coming into the ring. And, but, it, but that it was and those predict-
0: rules. Those rules were kind of weird to me though, because it was like if if you're, you're not out. Well, no, because you could win the match before everybody in the match is even out. So that to me is weird. But, but yeah, I really Um, I liked like I marked out that Cage was there, and I marked out even more that Taz is his mouthpiece. I liked, especially because I literally heard like two weeks ago or so like rumblings of or heard I read it on the interweb that Brian Cage signed with NXT. Really? So that like completely threw me. Even though there were reports, I think it was in January that Cage signed with AEW.
2: So th- this is the funny thing to me, because I believe it was last week. Yeah, it was. Pat Buck mm-hmm. had his guest on the show was Brian Cage, yeah. and Brian Cage was talking about that whole situation. Apparently, after the TNA preview, reports leaked out that he signed with AEW. He gets he said that he got to the backstage and people were looking overly Impact had a contract for him, um, but he's like, "Yeah, I'm just uh, you know uh, healing up." Does that the other thing? And then boom, shows up on Saturday at Double or Nothing, look like a million bucks. Yeah, I liked uh,
0: the spot when Orange Cassidy came out, goes over to the announce team. How do I, uh, how do I win this? Like yeah. you, you gotta climb the was, ladder, kid. You gotta
2: climb the ladder.
0: <laughs> and then he goes and like in the ring to climb the ladder, and he like just it's lying flat on the mat. And he steps on it to and tries to reach up. I thought that was a funny spot.
2: Yeah, totally. But yeah, a lot good.
0: of it, a lot of good spots here.
2: And Brian Cage will get his world championship title match <laughs> at Fighter Fest later this summer. I, I forget I, every time I, I I
0: think of this match, I forget the entrance when uh, Cage comes out and rips a ladder in half. Yeah, that's he just comes
2: out and just rips it in half. I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> MJF making a successful return to the ring. Actually, no, he wrestled earlier in the week. Uh, defeating Jungle Boy. Two yeah. shining stars. I saw a lot of people say AEW. this was
0: a match of the night.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I was, a normal a
0: normal match of the night, I should
2: say. Normal match of the night, absolutely. Um, you had the finals to the AEW TNT Championship when Cody defeated Lance Archer. Afterwards, Mike Tyson comes out and presents a a half finished title. Um, it was later came out saying that it wasn't finished due to the current climate in the world. So all of you marks on the internet that are complaining that you don't like title. I think title looks great. You have to add the red in it because it's part of TNT's branding. Um, it is red's a big red and yellow are the big colors of TNT.
0: Oh, so, and it's going to be red and gold.
2: Yeah, it's going to be red and gold. And the, the the sketches or whatever it is, the 3D image looks outstanding. Um, this match itself, I think, was great. And you have to, I think it's smart to put Cody in this role.
0: See, to me, that's like the most disappointing outcome of the whole night was Cody taking the title over Archer. I like I, I get it at the same time. It's like, I don't, I'm just, how where does Archer go from here? You spend weeks building him up and then like, oh, you can't have a match with me. You can't have a match with me. You can't have a match with me. He gets the match with Cody, loses, and it's for a title.
2: Yeah, I understand. understand. So now
0: Cody gets to be the poster boy of AEW, the owner poster boy.
2: I know, but you can kind of say that he's always been the face of AEW. I know there's a lot of people on the inter- internet, you know, all these tough guys out there that think, uh, "Oh, Kenny Omega, he's the uh, he's the face of AW." He's not. It's Chris Jericho, not Cody. <laughs> Chris Jericho. Uh, if you're putting, the, if I mean, if you could put two end.
0: people up there, it'd be Chris and Cody. But outside of that, it's literally just Chris Jericho.
2: Yes. Um, next up, you had some women's action. As my favorite female wrestler in AW, Statlander, picked up the victory over Penelope before with Kip Sabian. Uh solid women's match.
0: Yeah. Ford uh replaced Britt Baker.
2: Yes, who uh is injured. Um it was reported that she has, has a broken tibia. Uh she, something with her L C L in her knee. I don't know, Dave would know this stuff better. Give I don't like the, uh... I don't
0: like the, the people not selling
2: Statlander being an alien Why you do, I love it and what did I say At the end of last year being, They have to um, Character based wrestling That's what I said and it, it's Suspending disbelief on this I think This year is a big if I still Think it's a big year for Character based wrestlers And I don't like and I'm with you On that people sell sell the fact That she is an Alien I liked that Jericho sold it on his podcast this week with, yeah. Matt, with Matt and Brian Myers. He's like, well, Jericho goes, well, I'm glad when she uh, descended down to Earth from her spaceship, she decided to pick a, a uh, creative pro wrestling. So mm. I'm all about it. Big fan. I the Ma- music rules.
0: Match up next saw Dustin Rhodes defeat Sean Spears, which for me, this was the worst match of the night. It was the shortest match of the night. And I still don't understand how it was officially booked if Dustin was supposed to be retired. I know he didn't, like, officially say it, but, like, every Sean Spears promo led to Dustin is retired. Sean
2: Spears News. What do you think about Sean Spears News?
0: I I thought it was a bad segment, but I loved how it was filmed. Yes. I thought it was fantastically filmed. Yes. Um, But they, they teased Dustin not showing up. And uh, Brandy came out, which I guess caused the distraction leading to Dustin showing up behind Sean Spears. I think, I, I still, I wish he didn't show up. And it was like, uh, it would have been a good spot for for another debut. I don't know who it would have been because, I mean, there's not many people to debut, I guess. Yeah, true. It's like, you can't just like randomly, oh, hey, we're going to get this person. Yeah. But uh yes this it, it didn't seem like it was thought out at all it just it, it, it made no sense it did nothing for the pay-per-view except extend it by like three minutes obviously but which is another thing everybody always complained about wwe like oh, their pay-per-views are too long and then wwe shortened their pay-per-views AEW pay-per-views almost go five
2: hours what is it four or five hours Yeah, but they don't have a pay per view every other every month. That's sometimes twice a month. True, but they have. What do they have? They have Revolution this year. What was the second one they had? that went on during quarantine. I don't don't remember. It was Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing. Then the next one's going to be Fighter Fest, then it's going to be All Out. So they have four pay per views a year. They'll probably add another one on. I'm assuming. Um, but. Let's continue on. We have a new AEW women's champion. Hikaru Shida defeated Nala Rose in a no disqualification, no count up match. Uh, We saw tables broken. We saw the kendo stick used. Um, I know you're excited about this.
0: Yeah. I hope she stays champion for months.
2: So, uh, congratulations to Hikaru Shida. John Moxley successfully defended his AEW World Championship against Mr. Brody Lee by technical submission. It was so funny because I watched Bam Bam versus Taz from ECW <laughs> where he went through the ring apron yeah. earlier in the day for this and then it happened again. I was like, oh my stars.
0: I I don't understand why every match of John Moxley's seems to be a no DQ match when it's supposed to be a normal match.
2: By any means necessary.
0: I I don't. And to me, this was the most boring match. I, I saw some people praise it, but like I, it just it didn't connect with me. I don't know why, and maybe it was because you build up Brody Lee, and then he he passes out.
2: Yeah, but at, at now where do you go with Brody Lee? Exactly, that's another thing. Where do you go with Brody Lee from this? Um, you could say the same thing with with Brian Cage. Are you going to give Brian Cage the AEW World Championship at Fighter Fest over the summer? Probably not. So it's like they give him this huge build. They should run with the ball them. like, you know, I saw reports that Tony Khan allegedly said like they won 110% believe in Brian Cage. You so know, that's, that's... it's
0: weird that you bring that up with the the whole like, we bring in Brian Cage. Is he going to win the championship? Probably not. And it's weird because. They bring in Archer. Will he win the title? No. They bring in Brody Lee. Will he win the title? No. They bring in um, Cage. Will he win the title? Probably not.
2: Or maybe he will. Surprise us all. I, you never.
0: I can't see them taking the title off of Moxley. But I feel like I still feel like it should have been Brody Lee to have beaten Chris Jericho. But they just went a completely different route.
2: Yeah, well I mean that would have that really wouldn't have worked.
0: Well I say that having in my mind Brody Lee would have been a face.
2: True, but they would especially the way they brought him in. Right. Yeah.
0: So main event um, of yep. the evening saw the elite with Matt Hardy defeat the inner circle in a stadium stampede match first of its kind. Uh fun fact about the stadium, the TIAA Bank Stadium that they were in. Maybe you uh, won't find it a fun fact. I thought it was a cool little fact that nobody mentioned on home, Twitter except for me. the
2: Jacksonville Jaguars?
0: No. Um, yes? Well, no, that wasn't the cool fact is what I was going to okay. say. They, on that day in 2001, NSYNC performed a, a concert there. And I thought that was All right. cool. I, I just, you know, a little... Concert tidbit,
2: little concert tidbit. As we're not probably going to have concerts for another year.
0: Um, well, there's still. I mean, they're starting to do drive-in concerts, which is strange. But
2: I know they're doing uh, this weekend. They are doing uh, Trolls drive-in movies at yeah. the NASA Coliseum, and that like um, sold my, out. Yeah, my wife was like, "Let's go." I'm like, "I don't want to see Trolls." <laughs> I'm like, I, trolls. especially. I mean, Trolls is
0: at your house too, so it's like. It's already yeah. there, and I yeah, got a true. bone to pick with that movie. I didn't see it, but they're like, "What is <laughs> the, the premise of it?" I think is is rock and roll are heels? Oh, the I new think. one. Yeah.
2: Oh, world tour. No, I haven't even. I, I think that. isn't
0: that? I thought that was the one playing at the Colosseum.
2: No, it's the first one.
0: But I think the the rock and roll troll is a heel, and they're he's trying to steal all the kind of all the different genres or whatever. So all the genres have to team up. To take on the, the rock and roll heel. I
2: yeah, think that's
0: how back. it is. But yeah, back to the the actual stadium stampede match. I right off the bat liked they had the the football entrances for both teams. The inner circle came out wearing football gear, matching football gear, jerseys and everything. Chris Jericho, sport number twenty seven. Uh Ted, father. Ted Irvin's number on the Rangers. Yeah. Um I, I liked uh, Matt Jackson. I think it was Matt. Hitting the mood salt off the field goal post.
2: Yep. I don't know. I still don't know I still don't know the difference between the two of <laughs> them.
0: One is brown hair, one is dirty blonde.
2: Okay, but Matt, um Nick. Yeah. I think I think the MVP of this match is uh Sammy Guevara for all, the amount of running that he had oh, to do. He had whether it was from horses or whether it was from shopping cart. I mean um golf carts. Um, Or whether it was taking a one-wing angel off the stands through
0: a crash pad. That end spot was absolutely insane.
2: Yeah, it was pretty crazy.
0: Um, I don't understand the people who were, like, hardcore complaining about Money in the Bank. But their heads almost burst from excitement with this match. Because they were the same style match, both uniquely awesome. And it's like... I don't. I don't see how you could have hated Money in the Bank and loved this. It was the same match. I like.
2: like I I like Money in the Bank. I like this. They're yeah, great. Both They're fun. Were, both were. Good. This is. But this is. But this is like what you should be doing now, especially to make the main event like different and unique. Especially in this time when there's no fans, you make the main event a spectacle to watch, and that's what they did with this. It was great, and the fact that they had winners. Sure. Did you see that on Pro Wrestling Tees today? Well, it was. They on, have the winners, it was on
0: AEW, yeah.
2: And, and then, but they're selling the losers' shirts. So they made shirts if the as if the winner, the inner circle, won.
0: Yeah, it was the uh, it was on Dynamite.
2: Yeah, but oh, I didn't see it on Dynamite. But they're half off now, so twelve fifty instead of uh, twenty five. Oh, that's
0: hilarious. <laughs> oh, so that's good. So, that's like that's a technique that uh, and people are it's going to sell out a hundred percent.
2: Oh, I know. Well, again, again, it's probably printed water. So,
0: oh well, maybe. maybe um, you never
2: know. But the the exciting one pay per view,
0: the one spot though that I had a, a little problem with, I guess that I wish wasn't in it. I feel like it could have been cut. Was, the, so they they utilized. Apparently, there's a pool, at that stadium. Yes. Santana and Ortiz were drowning Matt Hardy in the water. And I get yeah, I... I get the spot. I, I get Matt Hardy changing gimmicks under the water because he filled the pool up with water from the Lake of Reincarnation or whatever it's called. But to do a drowning spot less than a week after Shad Gaspard died, I think to, to let that go on and, and actually air, I think that's out of touch. I know there wasn't any malice or anything behind the spot, but and it was probably filmed before the unfortunate event.
2: No, it was actually filmed that, it, um, was it double, uh, double or nothing was the 23rd, right? So it was yeah. Saturday. So allegedly the stampede, the stadium stampede was filmed Friday night, the 22nd. So like, how do you, apparently they filmed from like 11 o'clock at night till five in the morning. I, like, how do you,
0: I don't know. That just doesn't seem like a, a good thing to have left in there.
2: Yes, I know, but I think a lot of people kind of overthink it. Didn't they do like the Matt Hardy thing on the side too while he was underwater?
0: A matter of fact, yeah, because while well, he was changing the gimmicks, so one of them, yeah, was the 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 what do they call them now the the new version? Because Whatever they can't use they can't use version one, so I think it's the the new version. Yes, I think so. I don't know. So it, and they can't use Matt facts, so it was a matter of fact. That's funny. In any um, other circumstance, I I I did like the spot, but like any other time, like it was less than a week after. Yeah. So, but overall, that this match was really good, and the and the pay per view itself was really good. I don't know if, yeah. if I would say it's worth the price, but I think we are yeah. we're just we're spoiled with nine ninety nine.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think me and you had this conversation. Yeah early in the week. So solid pay per view from AEW Let's go to Wednesday at night as AEW had dynamite. And it started off with a six man match as the Young Bucks and Matt Hardy defeated Private Party and Joey Janela. Um it wasn't broken Matt Hardy. It was the new it was <laughs> twisted. I love the like that opening promo
0: yeah. promoted me huge. But I don't know what, uh, I don't know what version this specifically was. Like he, he was, I I don't know if it was Damascus or broken Matt Hardy. They were backstage and they, they did say, they're like, can we get a different version? And he, he goes off screen, comes back and he's too extreme version. Yes. And then they're like, ah, we were thinking a different version. And he goes off camera and comes back as they were thinking much younger is what they said. But it was—it didn't make sense because he came back rocking his gear from two thousand nine, which I pop for because I like that gear.
2: Yeah, so did I.
0: So I don't know, like, what if they were maybe like trying to say that was Matt Hardy from prior to, like, maybe like Hope and Faith sort of Hardy Boy.
2: I don't know. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, the, the but big the big I... takeaway here. But let, 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 let me just talk about one first things first. So the Young Bucks and Matt Hardy pick up the win. But you know, like hey, the Young Bucks are starting off the, the, the show. You know something big's about to happen. Um be commentary wise, I like the fact and I'm surprised that you're like not so pissed off at this that they're mentioning Jeff Hardy. They're mentioning the Hardy Boys. They're it's, mentioning the it's, importance to the Hardy Boys, to the Bucks, That That's the thing the that Boys it's like, it's
0: Bucks. weird. Like a few weeks ago, they they were doing that. And I think they might've even, I don't know if they did it at the pay-per-view also, but like they keep bringing up the Dudleys, Edging and Christian and, and Matt and Jeff. Matt and Jeff, I get because it's, it's his brother, but yeah. like the other four are not in your company, nor have they ever been. Well, well, I mean, actually, I, guess just, did, I guess they're just, I guess they're just talking Ray about
2: and appreciating.
0: I, yeah, I get it. I get match. it. It's just weird to me. Um, but in this actual, in the match though, it was weird. Um, Blade accidentally got super kicked by, by, or no, was it even accidentally. I think Nick just hit him with a super kick. And then Matt jumped on Butcher and well, Blade for noticed, no reason. During,
2: during During the entire match, they weren't paying attention.
0: So is that why is that why they did that? That like to me made no sense. Yeah, and then and um, then they, that's yeah. when like Jim Ross did like a had like a slighted comment to, to WWE, saying, "Well, that's what we got. Wrestlers sitting ringside; they could be stuck behind plexiglass." And it's like, oh, okay, that's how they're gonna play. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, so Matt Hardy uh, ends up helping Mark Quinn to the back. And you think butcher, he was like shoot hurt? no, absolutely not. And I think that's a really smart way to have gotten Matt Hardy off of the the TV at that moment, because Butcher and Blade jumped the young bucks, leaving nobody to to make the save.
2: I love Pepper Parks's uh, white hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's talk about how fantastic they both looked at the pay per view sitting there ringside, which was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so so yeah, uh, Butcher and Blade attack the Young Bucks, uh, and then they are interrupted by formerly known as the Revival. Now it looks like they're going as FTR. There was all those rumors that saying they were going to be the Revolt, and then they got a cease and desist for that. Um, but they shows up in a sick old school lower truck, and it looks like they're going to beat up the Bucks, but then they beat up Butcher and Blade, Get Andy Williams off his feet for the Shatter Machine and stare down with the Bucks. See, so you know this is either this isn't going to be fighter fest. This is going to be at all out because maybe hopefully they can have some sort of fan base in the audience for this because you know that they want that.
0: A bit weird though that they showed up in a truck, a la Cody what? last week.
2: I know, but they showed up in a different truck. Oh, they oh. didn't show up in like a brand new whatever that was, 2019 <laughs> it... Chevy.
0: It's still a little. I, I like. I think Chuck Taylor posted. Oh, I can't wait to show up in my whatever. And yes. it was like I an old Civic. Yeah, I thought that was funny. That was but funny. and I texted you this as well. It's a damn shame there wasn't a real crowd to get an actual. Oh thought.
2: my god, people were going nuts. But I loved. I appreciated the wrestler ringside going. Holy s. Yes. I but, that was dude, good.
0: like, I just, I don't like forced, they not to skip ahead, but they do that, they did it on Raw, NXT, and it's like, uh, like it's just, fake crowd is not for me, and I know I'm in, like, a very small percentage. It's just not something I
2: like. Yeah, true, understandable. So it looks like uh, they're going as FTR. Oh, uh, you and know, follow rules. after the rules, and the, the
0: rest. I know we spoke about the the t shirts before earlier. They have a brand new t shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com, dot com, and it's not one I could go around in public and wear because yeah, it's I know. it's got a. I mean, basically has a curse word on it. Yeah, and I don't see myself. I think the closest... I, I wouldn't even wear that. Like I was going to say the closest I could see myself wearing is Ruck Fuels <laughs> for John Cena, but I, I don't even think I would wear that. Yeah, so, true. But, uh, yeah, so it's awesome that the, the Revival, F-K, FK... FTR. Well, I was going to say F... Formerly known as FKA. FKA. Yeah. Yes. Formerly known as the Revival are now in AEW, and hopefully that'll... Um, Actually, do something with the tag team division.
2: How stacked is that tag team division? Like, once you know, the restrictions are lifted, that a lot of the guys that the dark order come back, so you're gonna have the dark order, you're gonna have best friends. I'm hoping that, like, by all out, Kenny Omega and Adam Page are you know done. You got the Bucks, you got best friends, you got private party, you now have FTR, you got the Butcher and the Blade. Like, that's you can have a show just based around tag team wrestling. I, which would be awesome, but you know, as they say,
0: it would that would see like if you focus it on the tag team wrestling. There's, I, I, to me, there's not there still isn't enough teams. I think there is. To, to, yeah, you
2: have the team of Jim, Jimmy Havoc and uh, you have SEU, Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian.
0: Yeah, it's. I still don't think there because then that's. It seems like the. Uh, it's like a round robin tournament
2: to me. Hey.
0: Which I recently yes, learned you, about due to
2: NXT. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Uh, next up, John Moxley joins the commentary team, XJR, where the uh, the mules are at, which I thought was hilarious. I don't get it. <laughs> did you get that? J- Mule, um, mules or Moscow mules or a cocktail. And it looked, it, from, from what social media has shown me, it seemed like the entire AEW staff was down in Florida from, all, from double or nothing till today, because apparently they're doing next week's set of tapings today. Um, so maybe Jim Ross likes Moscow mules.
0: Yeah. And that's like, another thing is that I don't understand how them or WWE have these like giant crowds. Yeah. I'm, I i do not understand. Like, I I know, like my brother lives in Florida and, and he, he, there you're, you cannot still yet have that many people there. Yeah. So I don't know how that works, but which by the way, you see that stuff at uh, Disney Springs
2: no, I didn't see it. Six hours to get in or something? Disney
0: Springs opened this past week, but when they... Which people are... are I did see people were live streaming and pe- some some people were walking around without masks, which made no sense. But uh, World of Disney, which is like a gigantic Disney store in Disney Springs, oh, f- like finally reopened. And it was like a, a a mad dash to get in. It was a six-hour wait to get in. I don't know who's doing... Like, for what what... What the hell do you need to wait on a six-hour line to get Disney merchandise that's probably not on the internet? I mean, that probably is on the internet. Yeah, true. Brian Cage picks up the victory over Lee Johnson, though, which I thought it was a great squash match.
2: Yeah, it was perfect. I love the drill claw. Uh, and Taz cuts a great promo on, uh, on Moxley.
0: Yeah. Beat him
2: if you can survive if he'll let you. Yeah.
0: Which is a famous Taz quote from ECW. Yeah. After this, we saw Britt Baker's role model promo, uh, where she was wheeled out in a wheelchair that said role model with two L's, not L E, which I thought was kind of funny because she was being, I loved, uh,
2: I loved uh, Matt Cardona's tweet. He quote tweeted it and said, "Be very careful on stages in a wheelchair." Oh, that's
0: funny. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, she was wheeled out by Rebel, and revealed rule number three to be, "Don't hurt the role model."
2: Um, yeah, and she and she said uh, she's uh, she's got a big conspiracy against her. Brought out a big uh, bulletin board and said uh, she's not coming back to All Out. Yeah. Leaves.
0: This, uh, this by the way is this what I said earlier about people not selling Statlander being an alien stems to here.
1: Because okay. Because she
0: she flat out like called Statlander a liar or whatever for not being an alien. Or whatever. I know, but th- so that's, that's like, more, just sell but the that's gimmick. More part of the
2: gimmick. Yeah, but it, uh, but
0: it don't take away from somebody else's gimmick to sell your gimmick.
2: I would love to see. As Britt Baker, a I thought this was a fantastic segment. I thought, I thought her yelling of... at
0: Tony to move, I thought was pretty funny.
2: Oh, it was so good! Um, but and her <laughs> saying that the ringleader of all this is Aubrey Edwards. Yeah, I would love to see it all out: Britt Baker versus Aubrey Edwards in a match. I thought that would be, that would be fun, uh... especially if, especially if they keep if they keep Britt Baker on TV and give her like vignettes and give her promos. Keeping with this conspiracy thing, and keep pointing the finger at Aubrey, and then like you know, midsummer they give her you know give Edwards the microphone. She's like, "Oh yeah, okay, you want to accuse me? We'll meet uh, the ring it all out. I'll be your opponent." And we,
0: I don't want to see that, but I could a hundred and ten percent actually see AEW doing that. But I don't, I yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. Uh, I to right. me, it's like. I don't know. That just I, I don't know. I would have to actually be in the moment when I see it because it's like I, I am like thinking like right instantly when you say it. I think of like Earl Hebner doing spots or uh, Charles Robinson in WCW or Nick Patrick yeah, true. even. So, true. but true, the true. the match up next we saw Hikaru Shida defeat Christy Janes in a non title match. Um. I still don't like the unknowns coming in and getting as much offense as they do, especially against somebody who's champion.
2: Yeah, but you have to remember, too, she just had a match on on Saturday, had a brutal match on Saturday, so she's uh, still feeling the repercussions. Yeah, well,
0: uh, but but who knows? Maybe they'll build Janes up.
2: Like they did, uh, who was that other girl? Jordan, what's her name? She was on a couple of weeks uh, in a yeah, row. George. I you, know exactly I who her. you're
0: talking about. But my mind, she was in
2: the pink. She had like the book, the the paper whatever it was. Uh, regardless, that's one ProWrestlingTees.com com slash marking it out. Um, after a nice little backstage promo of uh, Adam Page and Kenny Omega hanging out, we get a fantastic in ring promo with Cody Rhodes planning. He's saying that the TNA cha- the TNT Championship. Sorry, I said TNA will be defended every single week. And he's going to be doing open challenges.
0: But you know what blew my mind here? What? When Cody said, when Tony Khan was starting a wrestling company, I was not the first, I was not the second, I wasn't even the third call he made. I thought it was... I thought AEW was literally Cody, the Young Bucks, and Kenny shopping it around to people.
2: Uh, Maybe Jericho, too.
0: Like... Was that not it? Like, did Tony Khan randomly just happen to say, like, oh, by the way, I also want to start a wrestling company. Let me call the Young Bucks. Let me call Chris Jericho.
2: Or maybe Jericho met Khan somewhere in Florida. And, you know, because I remember when reports reports initially happened, allegedly Chris Jericho was, like, the silent backer. Like, apparently he was the silent backer for the Wrestling Retribution Project really allegedly when I what's his name that. released that whole thing when what's his name released that whole statement released all the uh raw files yeah he said he's like i have to apologize to chris jericho so i don't know we'll see uh but yeah weekly open challenges there won't be one next week and we'll talk about that before. i don't i was
0: gonna say i don't know Do what just, uh, what sandow's nwa contract is like but I'd love to see him brought in as like a one-off to face Cody. Okay. I would would, like to see Bob Holly be brought in. (laughs) Like, dude, I'm all like, I know, I know, uh, AEW, like, oh, WWE sucks, blah, blah, blah. But like they, I, they'd probably pop if WWE guys showed up. But, uh, and then ultimately I kind of feel like Ryder, Matt Cardone is going to be ending up here.
2: Why do you say that?
0: I just, I just have a feeling that I could see him. I could just see Matt being part of this and showing up, and people going nuts.
2: Yeah, but I feel like they would, especially somebody like him, and and also would, Cody.
0: Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, they would. Um, maybe save that for live crowd stuff. Yeah, But especially their ninety days aren't up till July fifteenth there's still not going to be right. independent wrestling. Then. And I know both him and Brian have been very adamant about wanting to do the indies. But and, no, no. but like it's do to be the
0: indies it's... as if like, they, like they don't want to be booked as a team, which you hear on Jericho's podcast. They don't want to be a team unless it's against somebody like rock and roll express. Yes. So it's, it's like, and, are... and, Haw- and Hawkins is booked on WrestlePro. pro. I know that in yeah, in, in September in Alaska. Ryder I could I really truly see Ryder being as one of the the opponents for Cody. And I know Cody said like no, I'm not going to hire Ryder, I'm not going to hire Heath Slater or whatever. We don't want them. I honestly just think that's like a cover.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I I don't really care. I want to see I want to see Matt on the Indies. I I would be excited about that. I want to see him versus uh Rapid delivery, Rory Fox in a tuxedo match. <laughs> so, also, you know that that can't happen if he's in AEW. I,
0: but I feel like that could still happen. Like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Who knows what contracts are like?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like you know, the mid tier guys still get to do indies, like your Orange Cassidy's and, and all those guys, but. Let's uh, continue oh, but, on with the wait, show before, because we have— Wait, before
0: we move wait. on, though, I'm confused. Like, I don't remember seeing anything with Allie. She's now all of a sudden with the Nightmare family or Collective?
2: I, I don't know. I just remember watching Dark for last week and them showing her in the audience.
0: I don't understand. She broke away from Butcher and the Blade, and nobody knows
2: why. I, I know that they, Maybe she's trying to— Maybe that'll, that'll be the next tag team feud for them. Nightmare uh, Collective or whatever they're being called versus uh, the Butcher and the Blade. Maybe Ali's trying to like get underneath the, you know, <laughs> the skin of the Natural Nightmares.
0: The skin suit of No. Yes. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes.
2: Anyway, moving on to other tag team wrestling, we have number one contenders for the tag team titles that'll get their shot next week as Kip Savian and Jimmy Havoc. This fun team picking up the victory of, the rest of you.
0: You know what I learned during this match? What? That That's a... Jim Ross was a referee
2: in the seventies. I learned something today. <laughs> I had no idea, and I didn't know either. Next up, we have. Oh, the... also,
0: I want to say that the uh, the finish of this I liked. I, I I don't really care for Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian as a tag team. I think
2: they're fun fun tag team.
0: It just to me it doesn't make sense. But uh, the the dro- the front drop kick from Kip Sabian while. Uh, havoc was doing the Michinoku driver i thought was a, a good finish
2: that was cool i definitely enjoyed that um next up we had a battle royal and jungle boy wins this battle royal i mean everyone kind of expected mjf to win it but jungle boy won it eliminating uh orange cassidy do you think there was a mess up at the end of that And orange cassidy was gonna stay in the ring cuz it seems like this seems like both of their reactions afterwards are just like uh-oh that's botched but i could be wrong i don't
0: i don't think so and i i thought jungle boy was going to win this from the start because prior to this mjf cut a promo referring to himself as a breakout star and uh put himself over as a, like i didn't have to come from another place to be famous i did that on my own and then he brought up how he hadn't had a championship match yet yeah, so I didn't expect him to win this.
2: Yeah, um, A- especially but,
0: yeah. because Cody versus MJF could again be done at like like all out or something like, because they true. I mean you don't want to push that feud already again because you just had that.
2: Yeah, true. I understand. Kind of keep them away from each each other, so people kind of forget about it and bring them back, and then you can bring all like the nostalgia promos and whatnot. So I,
0: I want to know what happened to Billy Gunn's last name. Does he not own Gunn?
2: They called it Billy Gunn.
0: But like when they show the graphic, it was just Billy. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Did they WWE Billy Gunn?
2: <laughs> not too sh- not too sure about that. Um, and <laughs> then next next up after this. Was the inner circle pep rally that was led by Vicky Guerrero?
0: Yeah, as a cheerleader. And, as a cheerleader. Uh, yeah. Then they they tossed the 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 stadium stampede shirts in the uh, crowd, but because of that error, which is on pro wrestling tees, they they got the shirts tossed back at them. But the main takeaway here was Mike Tyson coming out. Jericho brought up Mike Tyson turning on him and then knocking him out on Monday Night Raw in two thousand ten. Tyson
2: comes out. History.
0: Yeah, Tyson comes out with a giant posse. Jericho demands an apology and he threatens to knock Mike Tyson out. Uh, Mike Tyson was acting really goofy here.
2: Yeah, because he's been hanging out with one of the boys now.
0: And then he did the famous push that he did in 1997. And, and then our Jericho team. pushed back, just like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the whole locker room ran down, pulled them apart. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're nothing like WWE.
2: Okay, relax, Mark. Come on. <laughs> Dude,
0: and people were... Defa- like, the way people were twisting it and everything, like, oh, oh, what did they say? Oh, I can't remember what I even read on online. People were, like, saying how different this was from WWE and they were like, had bullet points to explain how it was different.
2: And they had power points. But it's like literally uh it's a, it's, it's a feud from WWE. (laughs) But then that was a feud from longer before that. And then, you know, you could say that, you know, a popular uh, athletic star, with a wrestler you like go, oh, i have no, no, just like no, wcw no. with dennis Rodman. i have no
0: problem with them doing this but it's just like if aew fans are going to say that aew is nothing like wwe that's just a farce
2: all wrestling's the same it, it's just a complete
0: farce like to to say like oh we're actually different we're actually quote-unquote changing the world this is a, a storyline ripped from wwe with the same two characters but I'm, I'm pumped for it. I don't know how, yeah. how many people. Do, you think
2: they'll do it like all out?
0: I, I, I guess all, the, all out would be their biggest uh, pay-per-view of the year. So yes. that would make sense. And this is probably, I would say, if Tyson is actually going to be like wrestling or whatever, I think this is what I would assume uh, WrestleMania 25 was going to be. Do you think? With Jericho versus uh, Mickey Rourke. True, which ultimately ended up not happening, and it was Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Jimmy Snuka, I think.
2: Oh yeah, or like not Ric Flair. It, it
0: was uh, Roddy Piper, maybe.
2: I forget. All I remember Rourke.
0: is that it came down to uh, Steamboat and Jericho, and I think they did it the next night on Raw because it was such a good match.
2: Yes, yes, sir.
0: And then Mickey Rourke uh, knocked Jericho out, but
2: yeah, shoot, knocked him out.
0: But, yeah, so exactly. it's it's weird to see them do this. Uh, Mike Tyson, is is he a WWE Hall of Famer? I think so. I, I think he is, yeah.
2: But I mean, next week, I don't know if you saw the after, the behind-the-scenes footage, uh, next week it's going to be Chris Jericho versus Cole Cabana oh, in a match, that's... stemming for a little backstage, uh, you know, little tiff they had. I am so excited about this because... A, it's two of my favorite wrestlers, so that's awesome. And B, I think this is the first time ever, ever. Really? Chris never met Scotty Goldman? (laughs) No, never met Scotty Goldman. That's funny. So that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, AEW Double or Nothing. That's AEW Dynamite. Uh, We say goodbye to Chris. Thank you for, for being on. Yep. Cool. And uh, we say hello to Dave. Dave, how are you doing? Namaste. Hola. Hello, hello. I am
1: doing great. How about yourself? Well, I'm still doing awesome as always. Thanks for asking. Hey, not a problem. Might as well get that gimmick in there twice. Um, before we move on to WWE, how was, how was your week? My week was uh, really good. It was really good. Um, got caught up with a few things. I still haven't gotten a chance to read my book that I really want to read. I'm slacking on it. Your book? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you put out a book. Uh, that's because you didn't buy it. Mm. You can find it on Amazon. Amazon.com slash non-existent. (laughs) Uh, don't actually do it. But, yeah, week went pretty good. It was, uh, it was my birthday. It was my birthday week. Yeah,
0: as Chris, uh, Chris mentioned earlier, we, we zoomed. Yeah, yeah. That we, seems to be the hot thing these days.
1: Yeah, it totally caught me off guard. I appreciated it. I loved it. I thought it was great. And yeah, it, it was just a lot. It was a lot of fun for me as well because – um so I work for a review course as well for the NPTE exam, which is the prep – the board uh, exam for physical therapy. And on the same day, on my birthday, a lot of students – were receiving the results from how they did on their NPTE. And we were getting so many results that were passed. And just hearing all these students, their stories, and seeing the past on there, it just – I couldn't ask for a better birthday than seeing all these people overcoming so many different obstacles uh, to get that dream of becoming a, a licensed physical therapist. So my birthday was amazing. I loved it, and I couldn't ask for a better one nice yeah
0: finally uh finally hit 70
1: hey you know uh, it's it's about time it
0: very 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 young 70 though
1: yes a very young 70 but what can i say next year i'll turn 79 so i can't wait 79 do you not know how to count (laughs) 71 brother (laughs) when you hit 70 things just like it gets crazy with counting and stuff you'll see brandon Mm -hmm. give it another two years yeah (laughs) <laughs> so it's good so we got some uh pro wrestling talk correct some
0: what monday... Mm-hmm. Monday night... <laughs> no
1: <laughs> hold on hold on monday for a moment I just, I, just night, wanted... night. I just wanted you to stay on that that nah moment. that hurts
0: don't tell me to do that,
1: <laughs> that... <laughs> all right so monday night raw
0: Yes, uh, which they opened up with a video package for Memorial Day. They did it on uh, SmackDown. I believe it was a different video package, I, I think.
1: Ooh, I think so.
0: Uh, but it's just uh, some things to note before actually getting into Monday Night Raw, the NXT superstars and trainees at the WWE Performance Center were there as the crowd, like AEW would have, except they had sneeze guards up. <laughs>
1: And now we uh, – there was recently that thing about the um, the WWE survey that went out
0: asking people – I took that survey, and I begged them to not. Well, I'm, I'm like, literally – I'm it. literally, yeah. like, in such uh, the only – like, the smallest of small percents of people who hate this. <laughs> I just can't buy, like, wrestlers, like, fake marking out and stuff.
1: Yeah. So – okay, so I get it. You don't want the marking out and stuff like that. And I know I bashed it on AEW. I am not blind to that. But I don't mind it. It's, it It did start to grow on me with AEW. It is growing on me with WWE.
0: It's not going to. It's watching actual people who I've seen wrestle before, like, chanting, like, such fake so, chants is just not, it's not for me. That's not a thing. So the thing that is different with WWE it's and AEW. Huh? It's all forced for me. Me, I, I, I,
1: I, I, I like to hope that it's not forced, it's, even though, yes, yeah. yeah, I, to- I totally know it is. But I, I like to think, like, Shayna, like, uh, what's her face? Uh, Shayna Baszler's friends.
0: Uh, the Four uh, Horsewomen?
1: Yeah. Jessamyn
0: Duke and Marina Shafir? Yeah.
1: I, like, I like to think that they're actually out there cheering that person or, uh, like, I, I think that's cool. But so some of the different the difference thing between AEW and WWE that still I like WWE more than AEW is AD, AEW has active people on their well active people on the roster that are in larger storylines and sometimes
0: as, used in
1: yeah in crowd into NXT.
0: the storyline.
1: Yeah, like they had Archer, they had Jake the Snake, uh, Havoc, all of these guys that are currently in storylines in wrestling. They were utilizing them, while WWE the NXT guys that they're using. Are the guys that you're seeing every single week? You may see them pop up here and there, but you're not seeing Matt Riddle out there. You're not seeing um, you're not seeing Mia Yim. You're not seeing right. anybody else. You're not seeing Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, on uh, Undisputed Era. You're not seeing any of those people out there. So it's not really distracting me because if you put um, Jasmine Duke, Duke and Shotzi B- uh, Shotzi Blackheart in a crowd together i'm not going to be like wait blackheart's feuding with this person why are they in a crowd together it's like like that thought's not going to cross my mind at all as opposed to if you have people in aew who are feuding with each other yet they're standing near each other in the crowd
0: well they're not going to be standing near each other because they have heels and faces on different sides
1: very true very true
0: but yeah, WWE, uh, their crowd uh, had to stand the whole time, which was, I literally can't even imagine. They stood for the whole day because they were doing shoots the whole day.
1: I gotta say, I, I do like the protective guard.
0: The Yeah, but they're missing the goon. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, how do you have hockey guards up without <laughs> without the goon?
1: I like the guard. I know, I don't get jim ross's jab at it
0: yeah well
1: it's like it's like social distancing and protecting for coronavirus jim ross
0: but it's weird like tom put over all the the testing that they've done aew i know they've put all the the testing and everything over and it's so bizarre to me because i i still don't understand how like this large of a group is gathered together i get that they're all quote-unquote tested but it's still it's just weird to me yeah But, uh, yeah, Simone Johnson was one of the people on, on the, in the crowd. And I I popped because at the same time, I know on NBC was the rock on his show, Titan games. So it was kind of cool that they were both on TV at the same time. I know, uh, Emily and and Zeus who I, I, she was, she's training at the performance center who I don't, I don't know if we've seen her actually wrestle a match like a a, a live event or anything. I think she's done those, but I don't think we've actually seen her on TV. She was on the last season of Titan Games, so that was also cool Mm -hmm. to me. But uh, the show actually kicks off with the Kevin Owens show with Asuka as his guest. Charlotte Flair and Natalya quickly came out, followed by Nia Jax, and it ended with all of them brawling with Asuka on top. Leading to stuff that happens later on, yeah. Um, I guess if I'm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. had a match later on.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, but match. the the first match of the evening saw Apollo Cruz defeat Andrade to win the United States Championship. Uh, after he was he signed with WWE, I believe 2014. First match was NXT Takeover, uh, Brooklyn 2015. Wow. So and he had not had a championship. Ever in those five years. So it's it's awesome that Apollo Cruz is finally a champion. Um it, I guess this kind of happened. Zelina Vega ends up almost getting knocked knocked off the apron by Amos. hmm And Amos stops, but when he turns around, Apollo Cruz kicks him and he fell into her, knocking her off the apron. For some reason, they cut back to Angel Garza being interviewed backstage during the match. I yeah hate when that happens. Yeah, I don't but it get it. It was just him flirting. Happens. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, this was a good match. I liked uh, when Apollo Cruz went for that Blue Thunder Bomb. Andrade like flips around and reverses it with a Hurricane Rana into the corner. Yeah, followed up with the the running knees that he does.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with Cruz now. And I'm very excited for Apollo Cruz as champion. Uh, This is awesome.
0: Yeah, and he wins the match standing moonsault and a standing shooting star press. Mm -hmm. Uh, After that, Charlie Caruso was interviewing Apollo Cruz about winning the championship. And they cut to backstage where Andrade was just tearing apart that backstage area. So I have to assume it's not over with between the two of them. No, not at all. Uh, next, we saw the Iconics come out. Uh, Peyton Royce wanted to apologize to Billy Kay. Billy Kay said she's the one that has to apologize for doing what she did. And then they, they brought up how they're both being overlooked and basically threatened, saying that there's no way Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are going to be keeping the championships. Um, yeah. I hope Iconics get those champion, that those championships very soon. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross came out and said that the Iconics were given a bunch of chances and blew it. Uh, which, this was like a really good fired up promo by Nikki Cross. Uh, which ended with the Iconics attacking both of them and hitting the the new magic killer on Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. And they held up the title, so... As yeah. far as Monday Night Raw goes, I guess we'll see some sort of workings with that. And the good thing
1: is, is that there, are no uh, no hard feelings about last week either. With that yeah,
0: stat. yeah.
1: So that's always
0: good. Next that up, stage. Had... Lana, Lana was uh, was randomly staring at MVP, and then said that they needed to talk. And he goes, "Actually, we don't." And he walks away, leading into the VIP lounge with Drew McIntyre. And uh, right off the bat, Drew tears apart the set. And he's like, I know what's going to happen. Where's Lashley? I know he's going to attack me from behind. Where is he? And uh, MVP's like, no, 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 that's not That's not going to happen. Lashley's saving everything for, for Backlash. And then MVP brought up how it took 13 years for Bobby Lashley to get a WWE Championship opportunity. McIntyre brings up how it took him 19 years and then lashley came out and and drew hits the the claymore on mvp yeah huge uh claymore and then later on lana gave mvp a bag of ice and said she was sorry for what drew did and mvp basically told her off and she yelled yeah she's i i think i'm like
1: more fascinated every time she yells have you ever noticed that like the the vein just pop out in her shoulder no she has, like, this distended vein that every time she yells at the top of her lungs, it's just, like, right on her, I think it's her left shoulder, it just starts to distend and pops right out when she yells at the top of her lungs. And I'm always like, oh, there it is. Oh. Yeah, oh, you'll notice it next it time. Oh, you'll, there
0: it is.
1: Yeah, you'll notice it next time.
0: Angel Garza picks up the victory over Kevin Owens. Uh Angel Garza attacked KO during during his entrance. And then... uh Garza basically worked the knee the whole match, but um, which was, I thought, really good. And I I fully expected to see Kevin Owens have a comeback, but that never happened. He went for the pop-up powerbomb and couldn't because of the injured knee. And then Garza continued the attack afterwards.
1: Yeah, I like that. The entire working of the knee, it started right at the entrance, too. Yeah. The entire match.
0: Yeah, which is why I thought we were going to see a Kevin Owens comeback, but... I'm
1: mm-hmm,
0: happy mm-hmm. with that outcome. Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. Uh next up you so we've been for the past few weeks we've been having the anything you can do, I can do challenge between the street profits and Viking Raiders. This week the challenge was golf. Um originally they were on a golf course, <laughs> but it didn't go all too well for the Viking Raiders.
0: Right, and it turned into <laughs> mini golf, which this like as a whole, um, they've been some of the most like bizarre segments. It's even more
1: bizarre because just a few weeks ago, Bianca Belair was saying that they got to get
0: serious. Yeah, and we haven't seen her since, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, they won the championships, but they kind of (laughs) lost that entire seriousness. I thought
0: thought it was funny when they were doing the mini-golf and Ivar kept pulling a bunch of random things out of the hole, like one after another. Yeah, that Uh, that one time time it was like the... the, Yeah, I thought that was funny, but... um... Also, they had a live gator in this segment. Yeah, um,
1: that was uh, the first. Of course, the first thing that pops
0: into my head is uh, Happy Gilmore. The first thing that pops into my head with this whole segment was I wish Dolph, Z- Dolph Ziggler was there. Why? Because <laughs> he was a caddy for Kerwin White.
1: Uh-oh. Mm-hmm.
0: But later on, the the Viking Raiders told the Street Profits that they let them win. And the Street prophets told the, the Viking Raiders that they'll let them ch- pick the next challenge and they tried to pick Gator Wrestling and uh, and then they brought up bowling, ultimately. Yeah. So we're going to see they bowling. They be having
1: a lot of fun recording this stuff, though.
0: Yeah, probably. But MVP and Bobby Lashley showed up and said that the Street Profits are going to be failing uh, if they keep doing stuff like that. And MVP challenged them to a tag team match. Yeah. Uh, something that took place earlier in the night, Seth Rollins spoke about Rey Mysterio and he called him courageous for what happened because it allows um, them, uh, Rollins and all of them, to move into the future. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory and Buddy Murphy show up and he said the sky is the limit for their careers basically and he thanked, uh, they they thanked uh, Seth for that and Seth Rollins was carrying Rey Mysterio's mask the whole night.
1: Yeah, I I like that he's carrying it as, like, a little victory.
0: Yeah, but it's the commercial mask, so it, to me, means nothing.
1: (laughs) To you, it's like just advertising a gimmick.
0: Mm. Advertising uh, something to buy. Advertises something I wish I had. Yeah. Uh, Tag team match happened. Buddy Murphy and Austin Theory defeated Aleister Black and Humberto Carrillo in a really good match.
1: I gotta agree with you. I think that... All four of them work really well together. Uh, Black and Carrillo, I like this entire feud that they had going on with Murphy and Theory.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, afterwards, though, they attacked Alistair and Umberto, And Seth Rollins had Austin Theory and Buddy Murphy hold Umberto up in the same exact position he had Rey Mysterio with the steel steps. Alistair Black goes and grabs a chair, and Rollins is like, Don't you dare come any closer. <laughs> <laughs> um and basically threatened if you if you come any closer, Umberto is getting is gonna get the same treatment Rey Mysterio did. And then Rollins told them um that yeah, Rollins told um told Aleister Black not to get in his way. Yeah. And uh, it's I'm excited for Black and uh, Rollins. Yeah, it's it's very interesting where this character is going. I thought it was a, a really good promo by Seth Rollins. It, like I, to me, in recent months, he's been boring. But like, really? Yeah. Like I, because it still goes back to like I didn't need to see Authors of Pain with Seth Rollins. So it, it's still like okay. it kind of picked up when Buddy Murphy was added, and but like still Razar uh, and Akam were still there. Um, um, and then as of like, still, as of late after they were gone, it was still like, eh, I don't know if I like this or whatnot, but I thought the the promo here was really good. Yeah. I um, agree with you. Well, so, about so next promos. week we're going to be seeing Seth Rollins versus Aleister Black. And they also have Rey Mysterio's retirement ceremony, which is announced, um, Led by Seth Rollins, so I have to assume Rey Mysterio is definitely not retiring.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not a retirement ceremony. It's not it's not a Mark Henry moment or anything like that. It's just a heel being a heel. Yeah. So, next up you had Edge cutting a promo uh,
0: on Randy Orton. In a dark room. Uh, yes. And he, he brought up the Last Ride documentary. And said that he doesn't know if he can do what he once did, but at Backlash, all he can do is try. Mm-hmm. So, it's interesting. Uh, I, I uh, Edge won at WrestleMania, correct? Yeah. So... I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't see
1: him winning at Backlash. I don't see why this is happening again. I,
0: yeah, I have no idea.
1: You know, at WrestleMania, we had Edge laying uh standing over Randy Orton with in victory but then after the match he picks he goes over to his head and touches his head or something he did something that was like kind of bringing them together like this is the conclusion so it didn't really make sense to me why this is even ongoing right now
0: I I might, might as well just bring it up here later on Ric Flair was interviewed via zoom and we're uh, not even interviewed, he was just cutting a promo about Edge and Orton, and he picked mm-hmm. Randy Orton obviously to to win. So yeah. I assume we'll see stuff like that throughout the the. Well, I mean, there's just one more week until, or one one or two more weeks still backlash. But next match up, we saw Nia Jax defeat Charlotte Flair and Natalya to become number one contender. Mm-hmm. Oscar is uh, on commentary oscar commentary for the win 100 percent. natty and uh charlotte put naya through the table at one point um so instantly when that happened it's like oh she's definitely gonna win yeah and i think it, it just seems like they just had to have natty versus flair again mm-hmm. uh but i, I yeah oscar puts naya jacks back into the ring and I was overall hoping to see EO Shirai and Rhea Ripley cause flair the match because they had stuff going on on Whoa. Wednesday. That, you, you know,
1: now Brandon, you bring that up now, I didn't even think about that during Monday Night Raw. Yeah. But that would make sense.
0: But overall, though, I thought
1: it was a decent match. And that would even bring them into interaction with Nia Jax and Asuka and, and Natalia. you know? Like the main, I don't want to say main roster, but... uh I think that that would have been a great opportunity for Ripley and
0: Io Shirai to cost her the match. The, the match itself still, to me, didn't make sense. Even though I thought it was good, it, because like where, like why did why does Flair deserve a title shot? Why does Natty deserve a title yeah. shot? Yeah, where's where is Shayna Baszler? She's been on a a, a rampage. Where where's Bianca Belair? Where's Hello. Liv
1: Morgan? Liv Morgan's been on a good win streak, I believe. Yeah. I mean, She's Morgan... just, she just put up a huge fight against Charlotte Flair.
0: Yeah, Liv Morgan, well, in losing effort. In losing effort, but she put up a good fight. All they're having her do, she later on in the night cut a promo about her self-worth and said that she never thought she was good enough. And then she brought up how she felt when she first got to WWE and uh, got her first gear with her name on it and how happy she was and saying that she's living her best life. I thought it was a very weird promo and yeah. I don't understand what's going on.
1: I don't get I don't get it. Where is this all going to? Like where is <laughs> everything with Liv Morgan leading up to? I don't really get it, but on the other hand, I feel like they're restarting Liv Morgan from when she, like she had so much yeah, potential for those promos. You know, like, she had so much potential when she was making her return. We were watching those promos. where We were like, wow, that's a really interesting promo. Let's see where this goes. And then everything went sour. But recently, they've been, like, reigniting all of that interest with Liv Morgan. So I'm a fan. After this,
0: we uh, saw Rob Gronkowski cut a promo about being WWE 24-7 champion. Which they played the uh, promo that r truth posted on Twitter earlier in the day, so I'm I'm very happy that made Monday Night Raw because I thought it was such a good promo. Um, Gronk, to me, I, to me that was a heel promo. I so, I, I, I don't I... know, like overall, I mean, he was clearly reading it, but I thought it's pretty cool because he's super famous. So for WWE to have somebody like Gronk willing to work like mm-hmm. regardless, which is to pro wrestling slash Mark now of how bad the promo was, I still think it's good that he's at least participating.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that it's great that a a, a person in his position is helping WWE and he's living out his dream. Uh, it's it's a great position.
0: Yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre was on his way out of the arena when Kayla Braxton stopped him to ask about the Street Profits versus Bobby Lashley and and MVP. And McIntyre's like, you know what? Maybe I won't leave. And the main event happens. Street Profits pick up the victory over MVP and Bobby Lashley via disqualification. Uh, I thought it was fun. I liked, even at the start of it, Montez Ford giving high fives to people through the glass. I thought that was funny.
1: Yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought that they, I thought that it was, I did enjoy, so with the addition of the NXT crowd, the thing that I did enjoy is that the interactions of the superstars, I enjoyed the interactions of the superstars with the crowd. And Street Profits, I think, definitely took advantage of that.
0: It's crazy how much MVP has done since he's been hired as a producer.
1: I think that during this pandemic, MVP is really the MVP is of this everything that's taking place with WWE. Uh, for the past few months, he's rotated from role to role to role whatever they needed him in. He has done.
0: And I think he has, I think this yeah. was his best match since being back.
1: Yeah, he's he's wrestled. He's served as pretty much a GM. He's served as MVP I, well, I mean, I wouldn't
0: say that but
1: well, I mean, he was the, being the matchmaker um, on that one Monday Night Raw where he was backstage setting up Raw. Um, he was the the MVP lounge to set up promos. It's he VIP, was in that Brandon. manager position, even with um, the tag team. Um, yeah,
0: Brendan Vink and, and uh, Shane Thorne, who we have not seen.
1: Exactly. So let's not forget about uh, Vink and Thorne. Uh, so MVP, I think, has really um, been the stepped MVP. up to the plate during this. Yeah, he's been the MVP. And but, we can't, I feel like that people have to recognize that.
0: Uh, Bobby Lashley locked Montez Ford in that full Nelson and got DQ'd after a five count, which is weird because in recent weeks we've seen if the illegal man attacks the legal person, they get instantly DQ'd. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's because it happened in the ring. I I don't, maybe. I don't know. But it ends with a gigantic uh, pull-apart brawl, which is weird. The referee called for, um, well, I'm getting ahead of myself because I didn't even say that Drew McIntyre came out and, and brawled with Lashley. Drew McIntyre. But it's weird because it? why why did the, the referee call for the trainees to come and break it up rather than have, like, referees and security?
1: I thought that this was so
0: weird, especially with social distancing and all. It made no sense. Like, you have the – what was – like, what's the point of the glass being up if you literally had <laughs> everyone spill out into the ring?
1: Yeah, it was definitely awkward because with social distancing, you're, like, you're trying to separate everyone. And then you're doing an angle where you're bringing in everybody – uh over the like just into the involvement i don't get it
0: yeah but unrelated to the actual show they had the hacker the smackdown hacker posted a video on twitter this week um but for the first time ever there were raw superstars the first time for forever yeah the, there were raw superstars involved they had apollo cruz there was otis edge jeff hardy randy orton king corbin seth rollins and sheamus I don't know what any of it means, but now, and I said this the other week, it's weird that if they're just targeting SmackDown, now it seems like they're targeting Monday Night Raw as well.
1: Yeah, and I think that is great. That it it brings some more questions to them, because you just don't know who's really involved.
0: Moving to uh, NXT almost at SmackDown, Drake Maverick picks up the victory over Kushida and Jake Atlas uh, I still think it's really weird to see Maverick basically fighting for his career.
1: I don't know how I feel about it still. I don't know what to feel. I guess like if he's cool with it, we should all be cool with it. But this but was a good match.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting because it came down where Kushida had the Sakurabo lock on Jake Atlas. And Maverick pinned Jake Atlas. Mm -hmm. And later on Maverick was being interviewed and he was saying how he like, he's like eaten up about it. He wanted a fair fight, a fair decision. He's like, I'll fight another match. I'll face Kushida and Kushida came over and he goes, don't worry. Just, just win the title. Yeah. And then Maverick said, when I win, you will be the first opponent I defend this title against. Cause it was a weird ending to have where if Kushida has the, the submission locked in, and both shoulders are down. Then you would assume that it's Kushida who would have won, because he initiated the move in the first place. Yeah, it's. But they said it's referees' quote-unquote discretion.
1: Referees' discretion. Don't you love when they say that? <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah. After this, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae came out, and Johnny spoke about giving people opportunities to to people who deserve the opportunities and he introduced the johnny gargano open challenge and uh it was adrian alanis from skulk
1: and he, i thought that he he looked like he had the he had what it takes
0: but it was know? a very quick match obviously
1: yeah um but did the job
0: yeah and later on johnny well I should say, first of all, Mia Yim and Keith Lee were shown afterwards doing a parody of the Johnny and Candace, like the breakfast or dinner with them. Mm -hmm. Tegan Knox delivered a pizza, had one slice left, which is funny because I assume she ate seven other slices. Well, she six other slices because she took one with her. Yeah. Um, But then later on, Johnny and Candace were interviewed and Johnny hyped up Takeover. And Candace basically said she'll see me and Mia Yim next week and also said that Tegan should be ashamed of herself.
1: I thought I liked the entire part with the flashlights and everything that they were doing.
0: yeah, it was funny. it was based on the Gargano's promo. yeah, I thought it was very funny. uh Imperium also had a promo uh which they basically said just like with Walter the titles aren't coming off their shoulders. And then uh, later on, after that, uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch had a video package played for them. So,
1: I, I like this video that they played too about them meeting up in the pub, um, and I thought that it was a. I, I love this tag team.
0: Yeah, I'm, I've been a fan of theirs for as long as they've been together. Since they, I mean, I think before when they were even like feuding with each other in NXT, people were like put them together as a team, and then they started mm-hmm. teaming, and it was like, oh hell yeah. Yeah. Because they're both super hard-hitting. So, yeah, it's awesome. I, I
1: think I think they're definitely going to be champions at some point. But yeah. th- next up, you had Raquel Gonzalez pick up the victory over Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, you had some involvement of Dakota Kai driving down her – well, she didn't drive down, but she drove She, like, the tore it apart, part. though. Well, she started driving the tank. She, don't, she didn't tear it apart. She, just she was ripping stuff letters. from it. Yeah, she was ripping off some of the letters that were on there, but – uh tegan knox gave her a shove like sent her flying i mean maybe not flying but the bump just looked like a really cool bump
0: which i guess that probably ties into the the promo that we just spoke about the the rebuttal i guess from candice LeRae. um but shotzi did a reverse springboard senton onto Basically yeah, nobody it's... at one point again. I don't know. On to Raquel and Dakota was
1: Allen move, Darby Allen's move? The coffin drop. Yeah, that's what it was.
0: She did That's uh, coffin drop. That's, that's what no, he that's
1: because, sure. No, because his is... I, He's done it to the outside of the ring before like that.
0: I don't think that was... No, because doesn't he just do it like straight out? I don't think it's a senton, is it? Maybe yeah, um, it is a senton. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I think so. I don't I Shotzi Blackheart is so lucky. Cause yeah, it looked like spot, it hurt. Yeah, I think that that was supposed to be um the Darby Allen move, but something happened mid-air where she started her feet started to go higher and like you said it looked more like a senton, but it just the way that she landed, she crashed and burned. Uh yeah. they didn't they didn't catch her. Um and the way that she landed, it was just it had me cringe. I was just like, Oh god. And thank goodness she got right up. I I haven't heard any updates on it, so hopefully it shouldn't be
0: bad. Yeah, but Candace came out and argued with uh Tegan Knox and then Dakota Kai was able to hit Shotzi from behind. Um because I guess the referee was distracted with people who weren't in the match.
1: Yeah, she hit her with that I guess powerbomb move off of the turnbuckle
0: yeah but the the next generation of female nxt superstars that we're getting it's like like it's really good
1: uh definitely for sure it's it's a lot of fun and what's what's really cool too is nxt still has other wrestlers that aren't being
0: used yeah kat nazaro one of them yep yep Uh, Charlotte Flair teamed up with a big mystery tag team partner, which was revealed to be Chelsea Green to pick up a victory over Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. I personally wish Chelsea attacked Charlotte at the start of the match and just like not cared. That, so that would be cool. That would be cool,
1: but it wouldn't make sense.
0: Yeah, of course it would. She, why would she care about tagging with Flair when Flair's the champion? She should want to be champion.
1: Well, it, it, yes, it makes sense in that aspect, but it wouldn't make sense in adding Chelsea Green to the Eo Shirai Ripley stuff Ooh. with Charlotte Flair. Well, you know, I feel like it would be too much of a crowd. Well, add, Flair, you
0: know? Flair accidentally uh, chopped Chelsea when Eo ducked, and uh, Chelsea ends up actually sacrificing herself later on when Eo hit a springboard dropkick. And then EO accidentally knocks Ripley off the apron. Charlotte uses the ropes to pick up the victory. And later on, Chelsea Green fires Rob Strauss. So that's, it... that's, I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I, I... Especially because Deonna Purrazzo is no longer in WWE. And she's, she's she signed with Impact.
1: And that was so sudden that with the firing yeah why like why i don't I don't understand why he fired it uh why he got fired I yeah I don't know I mean she's been on a good streak it didn't make sense for her to fire him but yeah
0: next up we had a famous uh famous zoom. William Regal and uh, Adam Cole had a Zoom conference meeting. And Adam Cole wanted to negotiate things because he's the longest reigning NXT champion. Uh, He wanted Undisputed Era to get fair shots at the tag team championships. Mm -hmm. And he wanted Velveteen Dream to never be in his business again. um, Which I popped uh, at... Michael Cole Adam Cole bringing up William Regal being a a real man's man Yeah, but ultimately Adam Cole wanted William Regal to agree that if Dream loses that takeover he'll never get another title shot as long as he's champion and William Regal I guess agreed to the terms and said that he's going to be finding a special location for this match what do you
1: think we're going to get?
0: I Can't really see this happening, but I think it would be really, really, really cool and like marquee and interesting. I have no connection to it, but obviously everybody grew up watching in your house Mm pay-per-views on the very first in your house pay-per-view. They gave away a house. Yeah. So I assume WWE could just maybe make a deal with whoever's living there now. And be like, hey, can we film? <laughs> like, that would be an ultimate tie-in to the In Your House gimmick. If that they would filmed at the insane. house that they gave away.
1: That would be insane.
0: I hope I they heard... fly Todd Penningill in for
1: this. I, heard... I remember reading a story about that, that the house actually, they ended up losing the house because they couldn't pay the taxes on it or something.
0: I don't know. It was an 11-year-old who won it, so... <laughs> Well then, I guess that would be. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I assume. I don't know. I don't. I. I didn't like. They caught up with him recently, and he it didn't. I don't remember him saying they lost the house or anything. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, they could have just left that out. So I don't
1: know. I got. I don't know. Where did you see that they caught up with him?
0: Oh well, I think they caught up with him last year. Uh huh. But they aired it again. Recently on, uh, they, I think they put it up on the bump when uh, they were celebrating the, the 25th anniversary of In Your House, I think. Huh. They were I supposed mean, to could, have I Kevin could, Nash on, but Nash canceled.
1: I could totally be wrong, too. So.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But uh, up next, Tommaso Ciampa defeated Leon Ruff uh, and Scarlet Bordeaux, or just Scarlet was ringside the whole time. And obviously the match went how you thought it would go. But mm-hmm. I really liked Champa looking at Scarlet throughout the whole match, especially he hits the fairy tale ending and pi- and makes the pin, and he's just focused on her.
1: Yeah, I I thought that was a a good use of her, and I like that she was just standing there. She didn't budge. She didn't say anything. She just stood there and watched.
0: Yeah, and Karrion and Cross cuts a promo afterwards uh, on the screen, literally just his eyes. And black. it was black and white. And I thought that was... I i don't know if we've ever seen something like that before. Where where somebody's cutting a promo and it's literally just their eyes. No, I thought that that was pretty powerful, no? Yeah, and it was obviously it was about takeover. So that's going to be mm-hmm. a good match to look forward to.
1: That's for sure. Well, mm-hmm. talking about matches to look forward <laughs> to. Uh, the main event of the evening, a fight pit match. Taking place with Kurt
0: Angle as a special referee. Timothy Thatcher picked up the victory over Matt Riddle. Yeah, it was a very interesting <laughs> setup. There's no ring ropes, no ring posts, like turnbuckles or anything. There was scaffolding around the cage, which it is looked weird. Like
1: a, yeah, it, lo- it looked like a a Fight Club match. Um, that like I what feel like a we've fight seen club this, match. Yeah, like we've seen this kind I of mean, a setup yeah. in movies before. Maybe uh, not Spider Man, but maybe Wolverine or some other movies where there's just a cage. And then there's a little scaffolding where people stand on top of there cheering down,
0: cheering the people below. Well, nobody was standing up cheering. Yeah, nobody, the referees, nobody was. But...
1: Yeah, that was free roll. It
0: was it, honestly, it was a modified lion's den. Lion's den, I believe, is a twelve sided cage in a little like quote unquote circle. I this don't... was four sides. Yeah, but I I I liked it. It was weird that they started up on the scaffolding. I. Dude, and that was
1: awesome that they started up there because Riddle rocked Thatcher with that Superman punch right off the bat. But not up on the top. No, 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 where he jumped down and then he went into that forward somersault, popping up into the punch.
0: Something that I I I have no idea about. Uh, At one point, Timothy Thatcher started pouring blood from his mouth and literally hands Kurt Angle two teeth.
1: Yeah, he got rocked. I don't know that, if that was that a Anthony, legit spot or not. I don't know. The Anthony Pettis kick. Um
0: I don't <laughs> think that this spot was legit. I, I have no idea, but like that's that's a good like losing a tooth spot as opposed to that stuff that we remember from AEW with Britt Baker, where the yeah. where she made the chick bite down on the rope. And then yeah. you see the referee put like the blood everywhere. <laughs>
1: And what's cool with this spot is we know Timothy Thatcher pretty much is missing his front teeth anyways. Right. So this fits right into all of that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And Matt Riddle, he hit that giant corkscrew senton from up at to the top.
1: Yeah. Uh, I like the the action that they had, too, because it really looked like they were sparring together. Like there were moments yeah. where it
0: looked more like
1: a grappling fight than a wrestling match.
0: Yeah, it was it was like a modified UFC event that you would watch. Yeah, and it, and there were
1: moments where it didn't look like Riddle was really holding back much when they first started. Um, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, Thatcher wins with the rear naked choke. Kurt Angle, yeah. I know you liked him checking the three arm thing. The three dude, I totally,
1: I totally popped for that. I I know. I have a feeling that that wasn't intentional. That was one of the things where they just didn't tell Angle only do it once. I don't know. And that's good. Like, just check if he's passed out. I feel like Angle just went to...
0: How many times do they do it in UFC? They don't. They
1: They don't. Okay, the referee just calls it. Exactly. The referee just sees that they're limp and just calls and stops it right away and jumps right on the guy to break it up. I feel like Angle, because of his mentality from back when he was a wrestler, they still did the three count, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like he just went with what he knew, which makes sense, and I I totally loved it.
0: Overall, I thought it was a very interesting match, and it was very entertaining. It was cool to see a match without ring ropes be entertaining in WWE. We've seen it on the independent scene. Um, I mean, we've seen it before in WWE, but still, like this in 2020, to to know that they could could go to a match like this and have it be entertaining was, was good.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for the next one uh so let's get on to some smackdown smackdown opened up very (laughs) awkwardly
0: like i could describe those segments with the viking raiders and street profits as bizarre this was beyond bizarre it opens up to a crime scene elias is lying on the ground with a car that was crashed The police end up pulling, uh, randomly finding a thing in the car, saying that the car belonged, the rental belonged to Jeff Hardy. Then they cut to Braun Strowman as if, like, it's, like, the actual news. He's like, oh, it was crazy, man, really crazy, like, recapping it. Yeah. Then they found Jeff Hardy uh, passed out nearby in bushes or whatever, and the cops... His face
1: is all, like, covered with dirt
0: yeah he's like completely like passed out and the cops uh oh he smells like the alcohol that was in the car jeff hardy once gets they arrested. Said that, uh, once
1: they said that the alcohol in the car
0: i'm like oh no please why are we doing this again yeah so jeff gets arrested and it's like could you imagine if this was actually like a real incident that happened there's like n- no way wwe would be reporting on something like that no it was just such a weird segment where right like you have to just assume it was sheamus like hello come on of course so backstage they cut to the locker room
1: especially because they were jeff hardy was saying i don't remember what happened or like yeah so
0: so they cut to the locker room adam pierce was announcing what had happened uh drew gulak is back by the way signed a, a contract with wwe so that's awesome
1: yeah, I don't know if we've ever seen
0: something like that before. Emma. Emma Although it wasn't where she was released. She was uh she was fired for shoplifting uh-huh. and then they brought her back.
1: Yeah, but we I don't think we've ever seen somebody also Matt Hardy, but lose not get just not get re signed. I don't think we've ever seen somebody just not get re signed.
0: Maybe it'll happen because with Drake contract Carver.
1: like because of contract disputes and then get brought back on the week after. I don't know if we've ever seen that before, but luckily, Drew Gulak is back.
0: Yeah, but Scrap Daddy announced that Jeff Hardy and Elias will not be able to compete. Daniel Bryan proposed that him and AJ Styles pick opponents to face in place of them. And AJ's like, nah, hell no, I'm taking my free ride (laughs) to the finals. And uh, everybody in the backstage was like, I want a shot, I want a shot. So they set up a battle royal to see who will face Daniel Bryan. Battle Royal happens. You had to assume it was going to be Sheamus to win. Uh, Lucha House Party were there. Dolph Ziggler, Shorty G, who I was pulling for. Uh, King Corbin, Cesaro, Nakamura, Gulak, and Jay Uso. Um, I guess the bigger storyline thing from here was that Cesaro eliminated Shorty G behind the referee's back.
2: Mm-hmm. Which uh, well, I back. think is...
1: What?
0: I-, I corrected back to back's. Oh, uh, because yeah. every single referee was distracted by Nakamura. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm. It was quite clear that Sheamus was gonna win. I
1: I think that this entire thing, and then you
0: had people disputing
1: whether or not it was okay with Gabe uh, Gable if he was actually eliminated. It's
0: like, yeah, he's done. I I liked uh, Sheamus and and Cesaro doing the mutual fist bump. Yeah. Um, But later on, Shorty G was backstage yelling at Cesaro and Nakamura for cheating, and Cesaro said, you could either walk away or step into the ring with me, and Gable pushes Cesaro down, ultimately Mm -hmm. setting up a match between the two of them. Kind of weird, because the next segment, Sonya Deville was cutting a promo on Lacey Evans, um, which I guess... I don't. It's weird because I. It seems like the Mandy and Sonya feud is over, but like I can't really see it being over for now. But I guess it mm-hmm. is. But she's cutting the promo, and Lacey Evans came over and pushed her to the ground. Hmm. Literally just saw Chad Gable do that. All uh, right. But yeah. it, it leads into Lacey Evans versus Sonya Deville, which ended in a double countout. Um. It was. I don't know what happened. At one point, it, they they did the amateur wrestling bit. With Lacey Mm -hmm. Evans, where she got down on all fours and challenged to see if Sonya could wrestle her. And I I don't know if if Lacey Evans was like an amateur wrestler or not. She was saying that she was a high school wrestler. Yeah, everything everything we know of, of Lacey Evans starts at her military career, I believe.
1: Yeah, she was saying that she was a high school uh, all-state wrestler and stuff, but I'm not too sure about any of that.
0: So I thought that was cool because it's like I think it's always cool when they when they bring amateur style into WWE, especially because both of them, if she's actually an amateur wrestler and it looked like she actually could go there, mm-hmm. like her and Sonya Deville were actually brawling, like they were actually sparring. I guess you would say.
1: Um.
0: Was there a tilt? I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, there was no tilt. They they were just grappling. They were just sprawling. But it around.
0: literally looked like they both knew what they were doing. Obviously, we know Sonya Deville comes from an MMA background. It was very interesting because, like, we kind of complain about Lacey Evans, like, mm-hmm. pro wrestling wise. Sports yeah. entertainment, you mean, pal? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was entertained by that. But they were both uh, brawling outside of the ring. And yeah. that's what led to the double count-out. Uh, Lacey throws Sonya Deville into the, the commentary table, gets into the ring, challenges her to get back into the ring, and uh, Sonya's like, I'll do it on my time. And I didn't understand
1: why she had to get the headset on for that.
0: You know, it's weird. As of late, they've been using that as a microphone instead of like the actual a ringside mic.
1: Yeah, but I, I didn't think it was necessary. I mean, she could speak, and we're going to hear it.
0: Oh, you know, there's like, no... like there's no reason to actually put it on.
1: Exactly. Yeah, there's no real reason for that because we can we can hear all of them clearly. Well, so
0: up next, another Forgotten Sons promo, which I said last week, we need matches, not promos. Matches, not promos. Uh, next segment, though, a moment of bliss with the New Day, which they hosted a tag team championship or just tag team champions summit. I liked uh, New Day wearing uh, Shad Gaspard armbands. Um, that was very cool. Uh, but this gets cut off by Boston Hug Connection, and Bailey challenged Alexa Bliss on behalf of Sasha. Yeah, and, and Sasha
1: was not too happy about that. She was caught off guard.
0: Yeah, and, and Alexa Bliss, uh, earlier, uh, Sasha Banks took off her jacket and threw it at Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss ends up tossing the jacket back at Banks and hits her with the dropkick. And then yeah, we go in... Like-
1: Bailey's like, Don't worry, I'll run to the back and get your shoes. It's okay. Yeah.
0: But we go like, into the actual match. Sasha Banks picks up the victory over Alexa Bliss. Uh I think one of the best things that came from the 2020 COVID outbreak was Bailey and Nikki Cross arguing on commentary this week.
1: I totally agree with you. I think that it was
0: it was amazing, and, and Michael Cole looked like he was having a blast with them out there, which we I feel like we have not seen that happen since uh, Triple H on the very first episode.
1: Yeah, and I like the end too. I like Bailey getting up onto the apron, distracting Alexa Bliss by doing the chicken dance.
0: Yeah, she um, went for Alexa. I guess was going for twisted Bliss, and uh, then Nikki got up on the apron to stop Bailey, but Bailey knocked her into Alexa Bliss, and then. Sasha Banks pulled out an awesome springboard pin. It was like a rolling sunset flip or something. I don't even know how to describe it.
1: Yeah, but she got the W.
0: Yeah, and I, I really Which enjoyed I was, this I match.
1: Su- and I was surprised that she got the W. I was too, yeah.
0: I thought for sure Banks was going to lose.
1: Yeah, we've been uh, dealing with this entire Bailey Banks thing where Bailey costs Banks the matches and stuff. So I was expecting the other way uh, around it happen.
0: Yeah, and next week we're going to be seeing a tag team championship match between the two teams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Matchup next saw Shorty G defeat Cesaro. So it's very awesome to see Chad Gable being used again. Yeah. I thought I was kind of like my mind was kind of blown here. Cesaro hit like a modified last ride powerbomb. But, like, it looked like he did it. Like, he lifts up. Obviously, when Undertaker lifts him up, he does it, like, from, like, the sides or whatever. And once he lifts mm-hmm. him up, he just, like, power bombs them. Cesaro lifted them up from the sides and then kind of, like, had them sit there on, on his neck for a bit, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And then put him down. So, I, I, I thought that was cool. But Gable wins with the the rolling Yoshi tonic. So, if this is his, like, the beginning of a push again, I'm all for it. I could only assume that we'll see Shorty G versus Nakamura next week. Yeah, I would assume so. Up uh, next, we had Otis and Mandy um, hanging out, date by the pool, drinking peach champagne, which I thought was a, a nice touch. But they cut yeah. to a dream sequence of Mandy. Like, Otis went to go swimming. <laughs> and they cut to a dream sequence of of mandy's while she's sleeping where she ends up making out with otis in the pool and then she woke up and actually and she, and or she, i don't know if they she, were in the she, pool she, at that point,
1: and she but. spilled the sunscreen like she squirted yeah. the sunscreen lotion all over which come on was, obviously
0: I, that it was you know it reminded me of i think it's an snl sketch with uh adam sandler sandler and, and farley yeah
1: yeah yeah what because is it? that oh. definitely
0: were their pool sides well, I think it's filled with all dudes Schmitt's, though. I think, right?
1: Yeah, it's like Schmidt's gay beer. <laughs> yeah, because the, the, they
0: have that that gimmick where with the the lotion, don't they?
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't remember. I know I remember seeing it somewhere. It could be in there. It's definitely from SNL, 100.
0: percent I
1: feel I don't like know I if saw that's it what you're debating. Movie. I couldn't
0: remember. No, that's 100 percent SNL. But this was hilarious. And yeah. I loved it. And it ends and it, with Otis making out with Mandy in real life. Yeah.
1: It was, and she, she it even was... threw
0: out her own, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it but definitely it imme- it, it immediately cuts to Kurt Angle just staring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, he mentions the Edge and Orton match. He doesn't pick uh, who he thinks is going to win. But then he moves on. He's like, let's move on to the future of SmackDown. And introduces the fact that Matt Riddle will be coming to SmackDown.
1: And that's a, I mean, I saw the rumors, but I didn't know when they were going to do it or anything. And I think that's, that's
0: cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who was last seen on the SmackDown brand is Goldberg. (laughs) Ah, you never uh know.
1: WrestleMania is going to be coming around soon.
0: I don't think so. WrestleMania is over (laughs) many
1: months. By the time everything opens up again, who knows?
0: But uh, backstage, Sheamus was interviewed, and he again brought up how the Intercontinental Championship is the only title that he has not won in WWE. Daniel Bryan showed up, didn't say anything, and then Sheamus provoked him, and, and Daniel Bryan ended up kicking him. Which leads into the main event. Daniel Bryan picks up the victory over Sheamus. I liked them bringing up WrestleMania 28 and how quickly he lost to Sheamus. Um, the, the WrestleMania that we were at. Yeah, where, nice throwback. A woman literally sat next to me. <laughs> furiously walked out of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Because of that. And, yeah. and came back at like the end of the, the pay-per-view so awful but it was a good hard-hitting match um jeff hardy came out during it which distracted sheamus and afterwards jeff hardy attacked sheamus so he was out of jail or whatever he's unarrested custody yeah (laughs) and uh next week or, or in two weeks we have daniel bryan versus aj styles for the intercontinental championship um overall like i I don't think SmackDown was well written because a lot of people were were used over and over again in multiple segments, but this was mm-hmm. a really good episode of SmackDown. I know how weird that seems like how I'm saying it's like a not a, a well written episode, even though I thought it was really good
1: i I agree with you I think that there were there were moments where I was drawn to it. And I didn't want to walk away. But then I, there I was just, a few matches where I did walk away during. No, I enjoyed
0: but... every single thing on SmackDown. I just thought it was just like... I can't say it's well-written. If, like, the opening segment involves people throughout, like, the whole night. Like, Jeff Hardy was used in the opening and in the closing. After that, they literally cut to the whole SmackDown singles... Well, for the most part, singles competitors and tag team competitors also. So the the roster, but yeah. but Sheamus was used there, and but, and Daniel Bryan was used there. Cut forward, Shorty G was used there.
1: Yeah, I I just feel like they could have went about the opener a lot better. We didn't have to involve alcohol. Alcohol did not. I, have that to was
0: run. a it was a a very weird segment. I don't know. It, yeah, it was yeah. a weird segment. But
1: Alcohol did not have to be brought up. A car crash did not have to happen. Uh, you could have easily done any other thing about with Jeff Hardy being framed for something besides alcohol in a car crash. It just seemed very... Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I don't and see. I feel bad that Jeff Hardy has to agree to some of this stuff because I feel he like... He doesn't have to. I don't know. I feel like if he says no, then... I feel like he loses his position. Um, I don't know. And I, I mean, even like look I, at
0: look at something like CM Punk versus Jericho. Like Jericho yeah. Hardcore went in on that. So,
1: but then there's other that. That's the thing. Then there's other times where wrestlers are like, "Oh no, it's okay. It's storyline. It's wrestling." Yeah, but the know. whole thing
0: is like Jeff Hardy knows, like he learns from his mistake, his mistakes, and or or tries yeah. to at least, and knows, like I want to get better, and I'm sure wants to somewhat put a light on it.
1: But that's the thing with the entire like I I understand with all of that, but I feel like at times it's unnecessary to bring all that stuff in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that is SmackDown. Hey, B Dog, you got any shout outs?
0: first shout out is going to the song Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest are you, why? you I mean I, dude I have been listening to it for like nonstop uh this past week it's like why? always been a great song I don't know it's just it's a really good song
1: because that song was actually in my head the other day
0: it's such a good song I, I would love to hear even, Taylor Swift cover it
1: I don't know why I feel like I saw I heard it in a movie. Or to a, a bunch TV of show. movies? No, I don't know. But I heard it the other day, I feel like. And ever since, I just have that dancing in the moonlight stuck in my head a little bit.
0: Yeah. And it's so like. Up. I, and I could picture, like, because uh, Taylor Swift did a cover of Phil Collins, Can't Stop Loving You. So I could picture her doing this, like a slow down version, a little slower.
1: I don't know. I,
0: I, I 100%. like the original. Well, yeah, uh, obviously, could, yeah, could, it's a great yeah. song.
1: I, I could definitely see her doing a, um, a cover of it, but I really like the original.
0: Next shout-out is going to Uncut Gems. It's the Adam Sandler film that a lot of people considered to have been snubbed for from being nominated at the Oscars this year. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a really good movie. It's on Netflix now, so everybody can check it out if they have not seen it.
1: I'll have to check it out. Uh,
0: I thought Mike Francesa was surprisingly good in it. Uh, and As well as Kevin Garnett. And I think Kevin Garnett should be an actor.
1: Did Francesa have any throwbacks to his conversation with you?
0: No. There was no cow no. corn stand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the last shout out is getting... Uh, or The last shout out is the, the Disney Hits Challenge app. Which is on the Amazon Echo. I don't know if it's anywhere else. I just know it from the Echo. Alexa suggested it to me and I tried it and it's pretty cool. Like you have to there's four four questions each round, and you have mm-hmm. to say who's singing the song, or you have to finish an unscramble lyrics or say the title of the song.
1: Oh man, I would fail so quick.
0: Maybe not though. Well, there are songs that I like have to take guesses on that I don't know. Mm-hmm. but uh ultimately i i won i'm probably not there anymore but i was number one for one day really yeah uh, out of how many people i don't know i'm not sure but i really i went up the ranks um i think i like after i got all four correct the first time i was ranked like number four something Hmm. so i had like a long i was maybe playing it for like 30 minutes and finally got to one yeah so it it's fun, but sometimes Alexa doesn't hear you properly and it's like I, I said circle of life, what are you talking about? Yeah. So you lose points on that, but <laughs> <laughs> But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for hour. our mark out moment of the week um i'll go first
1: i'll go second uh
0: like i know the rock is a pro wrestler no way but i didn't expect to hear pro wrestling references on the titan games i don't recall hearing any last season Uh uh-huh but he used macho man to describe one of the competitions Mm -hmm. and then did a macho man impression That's pretty cool. Although I kind of feel like he was just reading a script because he mentioned uh, during the competition having to land a ferocious dropkick like Macho Man. And I, for the life of me, cannot remember a time where Macho Man did a dropkick. I don't know. It's not like he's famous for dropkicks. At first when I heard The Rock say that, I was like, oh, that's cool. He did a Macho Man impression and everything. I was like, wait a minute. Did he say drop kick or did he say elbow drop? But no, they were the <laughs> I rewound it. They were doing drop kicks to uh to, to one of the, the board things. So that's that threw me. So I don't know if that's like a legit I, I would have to say it was probably scripted, but I popped for it nonetheless. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm going to go with let's see. Um I marked out for the three count for angle with the arm raising. I definitely marked out for that. Um, I also marked out for that entire match, that NXT match. Yeah, it was a good uh, match. Yeah, I thought that that match was really amazing. Uh, what else did you mark out for anything else? Uh, it's
0: such a dumb, like, mark out moment, but AEW is, like, sponsored up the wazoo by HBO Max, which just Yeah, how which, did just they manage dropped... get that one? Well, um, HBO Max, I believe, has, like, TBS and TNT. uh uh-huh. So... Like hello, like they're yeah. they're on the network. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but but at one point Jim Ross was telling people to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, so I thought that was funny. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. big 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 uh, sponsorship from for AEW there. I'd say so. I sat watched. Uh, I was going through like shows and stuff, and I'm like, okay, so I want to see the Life and Times of Tim. a cartoon that aired on hbo for some reason it must be like the only hbo show that's not there i don't know where it is but i happened to see the oc was was listed and i was just talking about it with somebody how i probably have not seen the oc since 2007 since the the since it went off the air Mm -hmm. and uh and i have not ever seen the the finale because i was on a cruise Mm -hmm. and so because it's on hbo max i'll like "Eh, i'll watch the whole series over and now i'll finally know what happens in the finale there you go i also
1: marked out for uh mike tyson's posse
0: you
1: you had henry cejudo i have no um, idea who that is i had no idea who
0: any of them were Rashad, it Rashad Evans. Mickey something. I think I pronounced, it was an actor. I have no idea who these people I are. I
1: think I pronounced Suhudo's name right. I should. He's a wrestler. Um, but Rashad Evans was out there. And so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, take it take home. Take it
0: home. Chris opens. He's not here. So <laughs> you showed up. Take it home.
1: Hey, okay. <laughs> hey, hey. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. That was episode 486. We appreciate your support as always. Make sure you check out all the past episodes. Markingout.com, Google, Stitcher, uh, Google, Stitcher, whatever I'll say. Uh, iTunes. You know, what else? iTunes. Uh, buy a t-shirt for com slash Markingout. Go check out Cooking with Brandon and all of the other videos on YouTube. Follow everyone on Instagram. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And buy the t-shirt. And End. We wish you
0: the The best best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.